Yes, this is your roadmap to a healthier, inspired life. That's why we call it Which Way is Life? Episode 39 coming your way. My guest today, Mary Derbyshire. So how to have less pain and move easier as you age, what the Alexander Technique is, and the right way to sit for better posture and more from Mary Derbyshire. And if I could ask, just hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to catch every episode. Which Way is Life is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash whichwayislife. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Which Way is Life is also brought to you by Real Salt. You get all the minerals, all the flavor, and all the benefits of sea salt that's real. Real Salt brand sea salt. Which Way is Life? Your roadmap to a healthier, inspired life. Bill talks with trend-setting doctors, fitness gurus, life coaches, celebrities, athletes, and other interesting experts to help you find the life you want to live. Get inspired. Get healthy. Reconnect with life. Here's Bill Klaproth. So excited to have Mary Derbyshire on with us today. Mary is the author of a new book, Agility at Any Age. She is a licensed teacher of the Alexander Technique and has been working with active adults and baby boomers for 20 years, providing instruction for more mobility and better quality of life. Mary, so happy to have you on today. Can you first let us in on your personal life? Who are you when you're not saving the world? I am a mother to three wonderful children, and I live in a little town in little in Rhode Island. And I love to swim and ride horses and go running and just live life. That's wonderful. You are active, so you're the perfect person to talk to about this. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mary, I like to start the show with what I call the one thing. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. Can you quickly share with us one thing someone can do to improve their life today? Yes, it's this. Stop trying. Stop trying. Don't try. Allow. Mm. Allow yourself to be, and don't try to push through things. That's my, my, top, my top advice for everyone. So stop trying. Allow. So how, how do we allow better. Okay, so when we try, most of us bring way too much muscular tension to whatever we do. (laughs) And when we try, we bring even more muscular tension. And if you think about it, muscular tension is what? Muscles that contract. And Mm. muscles that contract can impede movement. So what we need to do is we need to let go of our musculature and allow ourselves to move instead of forcing ourselves to move. Sounds like you're describing my life right now. Do you have a camera in here? Are you looking at me now? So seriously, so allow and just try to muscularly relax yes. more? Yes. Let your so skeleton be... support you as opposed to having your muscles support you. Let your muscles move you and let your skeleton support you. So be more conscious of that and i suppose if you scan your body you know where you're tight right and and you go okay i am tight here loosen up let it go so that's how we should allow more yes this is the beginning this is the beginning when people first come to me for lessons in the alexander technique that this is the first thing i tell them don't try allow yourself to be here and usually they laugh they can't believe it 
what do you mean not try? I've been taught to try my entire life. You know, even in elementary school, we got a grade for it, A for effort. Right. Right? right? So we try, and we try way too hard. So the first thing is to stop and wait and let go of excessive muscular tension in your system, especially the muscular tension that is around your neck, your tongue, and your jaw. Okay. I can, you know, I carry my stress in my shoulders and my mm-hmm. back, up, upper back. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to have to remember that. Stop trying. Allow. Okay. That's good. So, Mary, you say aging doesn't mean moving or doing less. It actually means moving and enjoying life just as much, if not more. So how can baby boomers move easier and have more agility as they age? I suppose one of them is allowing. What other tips or strategies would you say? Well, let's start with sitting, okay? Mm-hmm. So I know this may sound really strange. How does sitting impact my movement? Well, if you sit in a chair and you slouch in a chair, that habit of slouching is going to transfer into your habits of slouching when you stand. If you slouch when you sit, you're going to slouch when you stand because you've created this habit of slouching. So let's start with sitting and then translate that over to standing and walking and running. So when you sit... You should, there are, certain, there are three very specific things that I can tell your listeners right now that will improve their sitting. We're ready. Okay, great. Okay, so the first thing is, I want your listeners, um, if they can, um, go get a hard chair like you'd find in your kitchen or your dining room. So if they're listening to this as a podcast, they could pause and run and get a chair. <laughs> And if you're, right. if you're sitting on soft furniture, this will still work, but not as well. So I want, your, I want you to sit in the chair, and I want you to place your hands palm up, palm side up, underneath your bum. And you are going to feel these bones on your hands. These are your sit bones, your ischial tuberosities, they're called. And every, we all can feel them no matter what your bum size is. And then I want you to slide your hands out, and you will be on your sit bones. In order to sit with any kind of ease, you have to be sitting on your sit bones. And what most of us do is we rock back towards our back, and we sit more towards our sacrum, and that causes us slouch. And it's very difficult to sit upright when you're slouching. That's why it's impossible when someone says, sit up straight, it's impossible for you to sit up straight for any length of time because you're having to use a lot of muscular effort to do so, and you get tired and you can't do it, and then you're in pain. But if you sit on your sit bones, you're automatically going to be sitting more upright. So the first thing is you need a hard, firm chair. The second thing is you need to be on your sit bones. And the third thing is your feet need to be underneath you a little bit behind your knees, closer to the chair. Most people sit with their feet far too forward, and it's very difficult to get, oh, get, get out of a chair when your feet are too far forward. So those are three simple steps that help you sit better and sit taller without slouching. 
And when you sit better and sit taller, you naturally have better posture then when you're standing and moving and walking. Absolutely. And you won't be so, um, you won't, like the shoulder pain that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that should go away. And I have a okay, couple more tips. Can I give you yeah, some more so, tips? Yeah, well, oh, please. Okay. Bring it. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> so if you sit, if you sit a lot, if you sit at your computer or you have a craft, or you sit and you read, um, consider investing in a sitting wedge. And what that does is um, a sitting wedge is higher in the back than it is in the front, and you sit on the higher part. And that elevates your hips slightly. Your hips, you are more comfortable when your hips are higher than your knees. So it prevents you from slouching over with your computer. It, it elevates you a little bit, and it makes sitting for a longer periods of time much easier. The second thing is, if you're sitting in soft furniture, you want to put pillows behind you that will allow you to sit up over your system. Most soft furniture is too deep, and we sag and slouch in it. We don't have to slouch in soft furniture. So if you put pillows behind you, it will bring you up over your sit bones, and you'll be a lot more comfortable. So those are great tips for sitting better, which in turn will allow you to have better posture. So take your hands, palms up, and then sip the, uh, place them under your bum, as you said, and then you'll feel the, what you call it, the sits bone? Sits bones. Your sits, sits bone. Sits bone. And then gradually pull them out, and then you'll be sitting on your sits bone, and then make sure your feet are under the chair, not out front, because we sit with our feet out front, which is not good. Right. So you want your your feet a little bit behind your knees, and for some people, that's going to elevate their heels off the floor, and that people are very concerned about that. It doesn't matter as long as some part of your foot is on the floor, you will be able to sit with ease. And then consider a sitting wedge, and make sure on a, if you're on a softer couch or chair, put the pillows behind you. Correct. So, Mary, you teach the Alexander Technique. What is that? The Alexander Technique has been around for over 125 years. It's the mindfulness-based technique that teaches you how to move better with less muscular tension. And when you have less muscular tension, you, are, you can move more freely. Um, a lot of pain and stiffness is eliminated. And you just feel better in your skin. You're more agile. Your balance improves. You're, you just feel better. So what is it? You have to go to an expert to do this? Are there simple techniques we might be able to do at home to get the benefits of the Alexander Technique? Sure. Well, you can read my book. <laughs> and there <laughs> Agility are at any age. <laughs> and, um, yes, there are teachers all across the country, um, and I can give you a website to find a practitioner around you. But you okay. can read a book and really get a lot of information from, from that book. The basic premise of the technique is that, and this gets a little technical, but bear with me, it's the way that your head relates to your spine dictates how well you function. This was Alexander's huge, huge observation way back in 1890. And what do I mean by that? Most of us, when we slump, slouch or slump, right, our head falls back towards our back. If you think about how a small child is, 
how they mm-hmm. are, like, like a toddler. Their head is perfectly poised on top of their spine. You don't see a toddler slouching. And they can run, jump, skip, play, and they never, you know, you never hear of a three-year-old say, oh, my goodness, I played all day and my neck is bothering me, right? My back hurts me, right. Right. (laughs) So so what do I mean by that? So here's another thing for your listeners to do. If you were to take your index finger, your second finger, and place that finger on the flap of your ear, and then take your thumb and place it behind your earlobe, right? This, deep inside your skull at this place, is a joint. It's called the atlanto-occipital joint. And this is where your head and your spine should articulate. But most of us adults have developed this habit of articulating. Um, If you place your hands on on the back of your neck, and you feel the base of your skull there, your occiput, that's where most of us articulate our head. But that's not the point of articulation. That's not a joint. It's just a flexible spine. The joint is, is almost like where you're, uh, just where I told you, where you place the, the index finger and the thumb deep inside the skull. And so what we teach you to do, and you can figure this out for yourself. You don't need a teacher, but teachers are best, is that, if you can, can, can re-educate yourself to articulate from deep inside the skull there, you actually function better. And your, your body doesn't have to overcompensate by, um, by bringing on all sorts of muscular tension because of this faulty coordination of the head, neck, and spine. And this overcompensating leads me back to your point of allow we're all so tense and right. trying to force. I suppose if you're out of alignment, your muscles are in a state of, I don't want to say spasm, but they're overworking when they don't need to be because you're out of alignment. Exactly. Exactly. So so you essentially have two types of muscles in your body. I mean, it's much more complicated than this, but you have your postural muscles, which run very deep along your spine. And some of your abdominal muscles are actually postural muscles and some of the muscles in the legs. These muscles are designed to maintain your posture and they fire all day long and they they never fatigue you're not even aware of them but then you have a secondary muscular system and these are like this is your neck muscle the neck that's bothering you your trapezius and your shoulders and and other muscles like your biceps and your triceps these muscles are only designed to fire for short periods of time they're designed for you to do work like to carry groceries or to, uh, you know, to clean the house sure. or to make right. a bed. These muscles are only designed to fire for short periods of time, and then they fatigue. And you know this because, say, if you were to carry a gallon of milk for 20 blocks and not switch your hands, that arm would be very, very tired, right? Ready to fall the, off, right. Yes, exactly. You'd be like, oh, my God, I can't do this. My arm's going to fall off, yes. Right? <laughs> so, so what happens is, if you don't have good posture, right, if you don't move well, if you don't sit up straight, you are not recruiting all of those postural muscles. And so you start relying on these muscles that weren't designed to fire all day long, and then you're in pain. 
Wow, that's really interesting. I like how you said earlier, you have to re-educate yourself. So if we're doing, I can't do it because I have headphones on, but so you did the your finger to the front of your ear and then your thumb to the back. What should you be feeling and how can you, are there steps to take to fix that? Here's, here's another big aspect of this work. And I can answer that question after I lay this groundwork. Mm-hmm. I think most people would agree that there's that the mind and the body are connected, right? We know mm-hmm. that we mind. We see this all the mind body, right? Mind slash body. We Alexander people, we only see mind body unity, which means there's just you. Your mind affects your body, and your body affects your mind. Okay? So how do we practice this? We don't practice so much by doing. We practice by thinking. We allow our thoughts to affect our physicality. So what we do is we just think about this point, this place of articulation deep in the skull, and our thinking directs our activity. So the mind connection has much more of a stronghold over our body than we would normally think. Correct. Correct. So back to the allow again. Yes. So we need to reinforce in our mind what? What should we be telling ourselves? What should we be aware of in thinking or doing? Well, the first thing we think of is stop. And in our stopping, let go of muscular tension. So really pay attention to yourself. Stop and really let go. And think about this place that we, we, we now know of. And think of it being very light and spacious and easy. So we have an easy relationship of our head to our spine. Here's the thing. Most of us, if you think about the way we have been taught to think about ourselves physically, and certainly within uh, exercise culture, the language that we use is really quite harmful. The first thing that comes to everyone's mind is no pain, no gain. (laughs) Right? I mean, we beat ourselves up. I want to tell you about this research that this Alexander teacher, who is also a neuroscientist, did last spring. And she works with people with Parkinson's because there's a lot of funding for Parkinson's, but it applies to everyone. She took a group of people with PD, Parkinson's disease, and she had a control group of people with Parkinson's disease. And if you don't know, people with Parkinson's have a very rigid gait an uneven gait, and um, their movement is very restricted. And she told one group, all she said to them was, lighten up. She wanted to see how words affect movement. And then she had her control group, and they just were told, you know, nothing. And then she had these people walk across the room. The people who were told to lighten up their gait stride became longer. Their gait stride became more fluid. 
and they use less force in their gait stride. Just with the word lighten up. Hmm. So our language is our thought. So we need to, it has to be a whole paradigm shift as to how we move and how we relate to ourselves. So that all ties in again. So as you said, here's what you should be doing. Say to yourself, stop, Mm -hmm. let go of muscular tension and focus on being light, spacious, and easy. And those thoughts will translate into your body movement being light and easy, and it'll start to correct itself because it's not in such a state of tension. Exactly. Exactly. Because here's the thing. Your, your body knows how to move, right? Nobody taught you how to walk or crawl or smile. Your body knows how to move. What's interfering with your good movement is your bad habit. Hmm. Okay. Your habits of tension. Your habits always involve muscular tension, hmm. right? So we're, right. we're, we're, so when we stop and we wait and we let go, we're letting go of habitual patterns of tension. So let go of the bad stuff. Let go of the bad stuff, yeah. What's getting in your way? I think I would be an A student in your class. <laughs> I'm just thinking that. <laughs> Coming up, we get the high five from Mary Derbyshire. Mary, I so much enjoyed talking with you. I could talk to you all day. After the interview with Mary, if you could, jump over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. If you could do that for me right after the interview with Mary, I would appreciate it. That gives us a chance to gain a wider audience and help more people, which this podcast is all about. Well, coming up, we get the high five with Mary. That is next. Which Way is Life is brought to you by Audible.com. And just for listening to Which Way is Life, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check it out. So if you like listening to podcasts like this one, you're going to love audible.com. So I would recommend you check it out and browse all the books you can download for free with a 30-day trial. Just go to audibletrial.com slash and then type in which way is life. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash which way is life for your free audio book. Which Way is Life is also brought to you by Real Salt. Now, you probably already use sea salt on your food because you know of its health benefits, but is your salt real? Take a look at the ingredients panel. You might be surprised by what's inside. A lot of salts contain fillers, anti-caking chemicals, even dextrose, which is a type of sugar. So you want a salt like real salt that hasn't been stripped of its minerals or had chemicals added. Real salt. You get all the minerals, all the flavor, and all the benefits of sea salt. That's real. Real salt brand sea salt. Find it at your local health food store or go to realsalt.com. Time for the high five with my guest today, Mary Derbyshire. Mary, are you ready? I am ready. Question number one. Why is it so important that we slow down in our go, go, go world? Because we need to embrace the world, and if we're streaking through it, we can enjoy it. (laughs) Okay, good point. If you're racing through it, you never really have a chance to slow down to see all the goodness that is in the world today. Right. Even though it may not feel like it in our current political culture, there still is a lot of great and good. I would say the majority is good in this world, and we just have to slow down and recognize it. Absolutely. Question number two, how can we make a resolution to move more? Ah, You need to 
tell yourself, and this is really important, that movement is joyful, and it's an expression of joy. And it doesn't have to be the dirge of exercise. I'm not saying not exercise, but let's think of exercise as movement, right? Exercise is just movement. It doesn't have to be a task. It can be a joyful exploration. Movement is joy. That's a great quote. I like it. All right, question number three. What is your definition of a life well-lived? An examined life, a thoughtful Mm. life, where you see purpose, your purpose, and you understand what that purpose is. An examined life. Now, that's an interesting way to look at it because you have to stop and examine it and think, am I living life? What am I getting out of this life? Am I doing what I want to do in this life? Am I gaining joy in this life? So you've got to examine it, right? That's a great way you put it. Very cool. All right, question number four. Do you have a favorite quote you can share with us? Yes, I do. It's from Patrick McDonald, who was a very famous Alexander teacher way back when. And he used to say, if at first you don't succeed, don't try again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, we're going we're gonna to put that quote on the show notes page at RadioMD.com. You'll be able to find it there. And question number five, finish this sentence. Throughout my life, the most important thing I've learned is? To be open. All right. What do you mean by that? To be accepting and non-judgmental. Judgment makes people fearful. Yes. We judge ourselves. We judge others. We need to let go of that and be open and allow people to, to expand. Good advice. Again, back to our current world today. Be open accepting and non-judgmental that's wonderful well mary i've so enjoyed talking with you of course we want everybody to go out and get the book agility at any age but how can we connect with you and learn more about you well okay so my book hasn't been published yet and will be published in later in march i'm a trendsetter i'm way before the <laughs> curve mary so, but i'm can... on things before anybody even knows it you are. You're so precious. Yes, so um, you can go to my website, uh, <laughs> mdrbichard.com, and you can find me there. I've got lots of stuff, my blog, and um, if you opt into my um, PDF, um, you will automatically be notified when the book is available. Wonderful. Well, that is good news, and thank you for sharing that with us. And again, we'll have all that information up on the show notes page at RadioMD.com. Mary, I just want to leave you with, I close out my show with one of my own favorite quotes, which is, remember to enjoy the little things in life, because one day you will look back and realize they were the big things. Mary, thank you again. Thank you so much. So much fun. Thanks again to Mary Derbyshire for being on with me, and thank you for listening. 
And remember to catch every episode of Which Way is Life. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or my show page at RadioMD.com. And if I could ask a quick favor, jump over to iTunes when you're done listening and rate and review the podcast. By doing that, it gives us a chance to help more people just like you. So I would really appreciate it if you do that. It just takes 30 seconds. Which Way is Life? Which Way is Life is produced by RadioMD.com, award-winning health podcast. I'd also like to thank my producer, Pamela Moore. I'm Bill Klaproth. You can find me at Which Way is Life on Twitter and at Which Way is Life on Facebook. Please follow me there. Hit me up. I'd love to talk with you there. You can also check out the show notes at RadioMD.com for all of my episodes. Thanks for listening and stay well. (laughs) 